This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page. Just visit us and like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. The Most Reverend Michael B. Curry is the presiding bishop of the Episcopal Church. He is a noted advocate of human rights. He is recognized as one of the most popular preachers in the English language. His latest book is Love is the Way, Holding on to Hope in Troubling Times. It's our pleasure to welcome the Most Reverend Bishop Michael B. Curry to the show. Good morning, Bishop. How are you? Hello. I'm doing fine. I hope you're doing okay. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm honored to speak with you. So let's just start at the beginning here. Now, Bishop, you really captured our attention when you gave the sermon at the Royal Wedding. Um, But when you initially got that call, I understand that you thought someone was playing an April Fool's joke on you. Is that how it goes? That's actually true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I said, come on, you're kidding. All right, what, what's going on here? It took a while to realize this is true. <laughs> okay, so who reached out to you? Well, the initial call, I mean, the couple, once the couple made their decision, um, uh, it was actually the office of the Archbishop of Canterbury on their behalf, um, got in touch with my office and eventually got me, and then we, we talked it through from there. <laughs> wow, so that's amazing. So what was that experience like for you, Bishop, on a personal level and a spiritual level as well? What was that experience like for you on those two levels? You know, I mean, I mean, I mean, it was a spiritual experience for a variety of reasons. Okay. Um, one, obviously, you had a couple, two people who really are in love with each other and care about each other. And I mean, it's that that's real. And we all saw that. I was very aware um, in that moment um, that um, something was going on that was good. And I do think it was a parable, or if you will, a man, a, a manifestation of the kind of love I was talking about. that I think the Bible is talking about for a few moments, people got two billion people, two billion of us were actually watching that wedding and had a moment of joy together. Um, and, and there was people from ev- virtually every country on the face of this earth. Um, th- there were people, and I, I mean, I was in Congress on Capitol Hill a week later for other business not related to the wedding, and I ran into Republicans and Democrats and independents who had watched that wedding. People who don't normally agree with each other on things watched that wedding. Across religions, across politics, across races, across countries— that their love for a few moments brought us together and our differences and divisions went away just for a few moments. Brother, that's the power of what love can actually do. And that's what I began to write about in this book um, and talk about actual experiences of mine and people I've met who actually became more than they ever would have become on their own because they activated the power of love in their own lives. Wow. So that's powerful. So I have to ask you one more question about this. The, the wedding is that you talked about how huge this audience was. So when you get up to speak, I mean, how so are you nervous as the bishop or what is that like? Oh, I'm nervous. Uh, believe it or not, I don't sleep well before any sermon I give, okay. whether it's a congregation of 10 people in a little country church or whether it's in St. George's Chapel uh, <laughs> in Windsor Castle. I mean, I, I have the same nervousness. Once I get up and preach, I'm up preaching. Okay. You know, it's like you. When you're on air, you're on air. Right. 
Okay, there you go. So I want to talk very briefly about how you grew up your beginnings because your father, he was in the ministry. But did you always yeah. know you had this calling for yourself to go into the ministry yourself? No. At, at one, I mean, you know, when you're a little kid, you kind of want you want to be like your daddy. So mm-hmm. there was a part of that. But I also remember that I wanted to be in the circus. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? Kids, you go through kind of everything. It came in time, and it was um, later— uh, it's really, uh, I grew up, my father always was very much involved in civil rights in Buffalo, New York, where we were growing up. Um, and he just used to say, he said, you know, the Lord didn't put you here just to consume the oxygen. Um, mm. You are here for a purpose. You are here to contribute, to, to actually make your difference um, in this world. You do all you can do. And so I just kind of grew up assuming that and how I was going to do that in my own life. You know, I kind of kicked around all sorts of possibilities. It was, I was in college, and um, I actually was reading. I took a course where I actually started reading the writings of Dr. King, not just the famous speeches, but his writings, and had an opportunity to go to Boston University and read papers that he had written in seminary um, in his doctoral dissertation. And I began to take seriously the idea that maybe the ministry uh, was a way that I could actually help to make this world better. I mean, I actually believe that what Jesus was teaching us and trying to get us to understand can actually help us to live in better ways. It's not just about being one particular religion. It's about being the human family of God. Um, And I believe, and that's where I got this love thing from. I mean, I didn't make it up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just telling what's already been in the Bible all along anyway. This way of love, unselfish, sacrificial, seeking the good of others, It's a spiritual practice and discipline. It's a way of being that can actually change our lives individually and affect the life of the world itself, even as we speak. I mean, um, they're funeralizing Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who sacrificially worked and labored so that women would be treated with the same dignity and equality as men and that everybody would be treated equal under the law. Um, just a few weeks ago, we buried um, John Lewis, C.T. Vivian, um, people who worked sacrificially um, so that everyone would have the rights to vote, everyone would have equal rights, ed- that, so that children would get an education. Those folks did that not because they were living selfishly, but they were living selflessly. They were seeking the good of everyone, which blessed them as well. And that's a good lead into my next question. In case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. On the phone with me is Bishop Michael Curry. He is the author of the new book, Love is the Way, Holding on to Hope in Troubling Times. As you will remember, he presided over the wedding of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle um, a few years ago. He's here this morning to talk about his new book. Now, as I mentioned, that's a good lead into my next question, because you, too, are a trailblazer yourself. You are the first African-American to lead the Episcopal Church. What is that like and what has that journey been like for you, Bishop? Well, I, you know, I don't know. I guess, well, I mean, I mean, half the time, I guess I don't really think about it, but I just I just believe that whatever whatever your lot in life, use it for good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've been blessed and I'm privileged to do what I do, but I've got to use that for good. I told folk when I was getting ready to do this book, I said, look, I don't need this. I'm not writing this book for fame or fortune. I'm writing this book because I really want people to hold on to hope um, and to, 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 to make a decision to live lives committed to the way of love. Because uh, I really believe it, it makes a difference. Yeah, I don't know if you know about the old preachers years ago. 
um, used to preach a sermon at funerals, and the the way it went was, say, you know, you go to the cemetery and you see the headstones, and you see on the headstones the name of the person who died and the year that they were born and the year they died, and in between was a little dash. Mm-hmm. The old preacher would say, didn't ha- you didn't have any control over when you were born, probably didn't have any control over when you died, but you do have control over what do you do with your dash. I want to do something with my dash that makes the world a little bit better because I was here. And that's what love is about. And if we all do that, the world will be better. All right. So tell us about the new book, Love is the Way, Holding on to Hope in Troubling Times. And I think the title and the subtitle are so important, so timely for what we are currently going through now. But tell us about the book, if you will. Sure. Well, the book um, really came after the sermon, um, and um, conversations that I've had with people in the last couple of years um, where people have asked questions about love. You know, can it really work? Um, you know, am I, do I have to become a doormat? Does love mean I have to become a doormat to let other people walk all over me? I mean, does love have anything to say about the politics of our communities and our those kinds of questions? And so the book was an attempt to actually engage those questions, not from a theoretical perspective, but from the perspective of the life I've been blessed and privileged to live, where I've actually met people who have activated the power of love in their lives, unselfishly, sacrificially. People like, um, I mean, one example in the book is a woman named Josie Robbins, um, who when my mother died, when I was a little kid, um, after being in a coma for over a year, um, Josie Robbins came and, 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 and became like another mother to me and to my sister um, and, and helped to raise us and care for us and do all the things folk do. She didn't have to do that. That, that was unselfish, sacrificial. She's in her 80s now. I, I make sure I call every weekend. Now, she didn't have to do that. That's what love, I've seen that kind of love make a difference in my life. But Josie Robbins didn't just do it for me. Josie Robbins did it for um, young women in Buffalo, New York, in the 1960s and 70s, if a girl got pregnant in school, she had to, when she, I guess when they started the show, they had to, like, leave school. They couldn't, like today, they could be mainstream, but they couldn't stay in school. So Josie Robbins, who was a teacher, uh, became the principal of a school that was run by the public school um, where girls could go and continue their education, get prenatal care, uh, postnatal care, parenting, training, everything they needed. That's love. She didn't have to do that. And on top of that, like Ruth Bader Ginsburg um, and John Lewis, this woman was an advocate for equal rights for everybody, black folk, white folk, brown folk, Asian folk, everybody, men and women. She didn't have to do that. That's what love looks like. Now, I'm talking about an ordinary human being who did some extraordinary things for me and for a host of young women whose children have grown up and now make their contribution to this society and to all sorts of other folks. How did she do that? She activated the power of unselfish, sacrificial love that seeks the good and the well-being of others as well as the self. That's power. That is definitely power. I know you're running out of time this morning. The title of the book is Love is the Way Holding on to Hope in Troubling Times by the Bishop Michael Curry. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us. I really do appreciate it, and what an honor for me. God bless you, and thank you. We've been speaking to Bishop Michael Curry. The title of the book is Love is the Way, 
holding on to hope in troubling times. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week, be encouraged. Listen to Sunday Morning Magazine no matter what day it is. Use your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear today. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.